Hi, thanks for joining us today, David Crosby. I'm with the legendary singer and songwriter. You know him from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, The Birds, and also his solo work. Uh, I am thrilled to speak with you. I've been a huge fan my whole life, and I can't wait to hear some of your insights today. Well, thank uh, you. Yeah. How's your day going? How have you been? Uh, it is a beautiful, sunny day out here in California. Absolutely lovely. Uh, and it's uh, going very well for me. I think I'm going to just stand up here and increase the light a little bit. Sure. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. A little better. <laughs> All, right. All I got to do is put the, this back down. Is that a little better? Yeah, that looks great. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I know you've been a, a cannabis advocate for a long time, um, an enthusiast. So I imagine a, a lot of people are sending you samples of stuff and wanting your feedback on their products. What stands out to you after you know 50 years of, of trying products and seeing cool stuff? What makes something unique now? Usually, uh, usually three or four things. For me, I needed to be strong. I needed to be to to get you high, but I also needed to taste good and smell good. I uh, I love the the smell uh, of breaking up a bud of uh, a pot very much. It's like a, a a distinct flavor to me, and I've had this fifty years of doing it, so I have really a lot of, of, of different, you know, smells in my head that I've smelled and, and they're very familiar to me and they evoke a really wonderful response in me. I, 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 I just, I love, I love the plant. I've been uh, friends with it for so long, you know, that, that uh, a beautiful bud just is like a, it's like a song to me or something. It's really a beautiful thing. I love it. That's awesome. I like that comparison uh, of a bud to music. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking of things I love, you know, my family, my, my, you know, music. There's things I really, I treasure. And I, I really, maybe it's because of the stress reduction. Maybe it's just because I have fun when I'm high. Uh, but I do love it. I, uh, it's a, a comfort thing for me. I don't do it all the time. But uh, I do like it a lot. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> so you've got a lot of, you know, celebrity artist friends who, who have launched cannabis brands. Um, and I'm imagining that since it's not, you know, federally rolled out that they're, they're dealing with a lot of challenges. What have been some of the biggest hurdles you've heard from them as far as progressing their brand? Well, it's been an, a very interesting turnaround. Uh, we all thought going into this thing that celebrity brands were going to be the thing, the big deal. Uh, it didn't turn out to be true. Uh, the ones that leap to mind are Willie and Snoop. Uh, both of them are, Willie's kind of a friend of mine. Snoop, I don't know, but I like him. <clears throat> they broke ground uh, and we all watched them. Uh, I watched them very closely because I was intending to do the same thing. Um, 
here's what happened. They, they went into it too soon. They went into it too soon because they figured that, that as usual with businesses, the first ones in have an advantage. So they thought that and they went in too soon. They, the problem is, of course, that it isn't legal nationally. So you have to do, if you want to be in business with pot, currently, you have to make a deal in each state. You have to make an, a new company practically in each state. You have to make an entirely different set of rules in each state. You have to make, you have to comply with an, an entirely different setup in each state. So it's not really possible to do it yet. It's not. They're trying, and they've been trying for a while, but it hasn't been successful, and everybody's been watching. And so they're making a very small profit. They don't, they don't look that good yet, but it's because it's not legal nationally. Here's how I feel about that. I think it's going to be legal nationally, and this is why. You pay your taxes into the federal government, income taxes. Some of that money has always come down from the federal government to the state governments for health, education, welfare kind of things, right? That pipeline down from the federal government has always been constricted. It's always been less money than the states really needed, and they've had to fight for it. Now, that pipeline is even more constricted than usual right now because the government we have right now doesn't want to send any money down that pipeline to any black people or any brown people or any yellow people or any people actually aside from themselves. Mm -hmm. Certainly not any old people or any young people. Uh, so the pipeline is constricted. At the bottom of the pipeline are all these states all watching Colorado and Oregon who can buy a school or a road or a hospital today and the check is not going to bounce. <laughs> they are all watching that and they all want it. Now, they want it for two different reasons. The good politicians want it because they can use that money to help the people in their state. It's that damn simple. Mm. Bad politicians want it because they know they can peel some off the bottom and steal it. They know that. They know that they'll be able to peel some of that money off the bottom and funnel it into their pocket because that's what they do, the bad politicians. Mm -hmm. Either way, they're going to pass it because they want that money. Either for the right reason or the wrong reason, they want the money. And they will pass it, no matter what their posturing and posing up to this point has been. That's my feeling. That's my belief. Once that happens, then, then a celebrity brand can matter simply because if you walk into a store and you see my face, you know I've been smoking pot for 50 years. And I'm not going to sell you any bad pot. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> well... <laughs> And something you've talked about is is kind of in addition to waiting for federal legalization, you've you've been waiting to find the right partnership. And throughout your whole career, you've collaborated with incredible people and really made incredible work out of those collaborations. So, what I guess what have you learned from the music industry about teamwork and those kind of collaborations? And and how would you like to see that applied to the pop business? The thing that we have found, and we've talked to just about everybody at one point or another already, from Canopy on down, everybody. Uh, if we haven't talked to them yet, we're going to talk to them. 
what we're looking for isn't a whole lot of money. It isn't a whole big publicity thing. It's their ability to look down the road, their ability to extrapolate from the situation that we're in to the future and see what it's going to be and look down that road and make a plan. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for people with a long view. The long view is it's going to be legal, and we want to be one of the brands that people trust to deliver them clean, good wheat because people like it, and a whole bunch of people are going to buy it, and we'd like to sell it to them. Clean, decent, right. Uh, you know my face. My face is probably more famous than I am. The mustache, the bald head, you know, the long hair. If you see that on a product, you're going to at least look at it. So that works. If you see Snoop's face on a product, you know damn well Snoop is smoking that product every day. He's not going to sell it to you if it didn't get him high. It's that simple. He's just not going to do that. Neither is Willie. We are, all three of us, pretty decent guys who wouldn't like to cheat you. It's, that's just not the kind of people we are. And uh, all three of us, I'm certain, will, you know, I've seen Willie's stuff, man. It's good <laughs> uh, and well-packaged and well-thought-out. Mm -hmm. he's, he's got a good team, and he's doing a good product. I think that they jumped too soon. I think that, that both of them are probably more famous than I am and probably will do even better than I do. But I think all three of us are going to do fine once it goes legal. And I think it's inevitably going to go legal. Well, it sounds like you really value people who have some foresight and can look ahead. Somebody who's honest, has Very some much. integrity. Very much. Are there are there any other qualities that when you're jumping into business with someone? Yeah, like they have to be kind of, they have to be, they have to impress me and, and my partner, Stephen Sponder, as being decent people. You know, we talk to them, we get a kind of an eye, eye on them, and we listen to what they say, and we try to get a, we try to get a glimpse of their values, mm -hmm. of their ethics, of their, that's what we're that's what we're really trying to measure out of this and it's very difficult because people conceal all of that they don't generally let you know what their motivations really are uh it's not an easy thing business is not an easy trick i've got a very very good businessman uh he's done all kinds of business very successfully and he's my friend and i trust him 100 percent uh as a partner and uh I, I use him as a foil. You know, if people say, hey, let's do some business. I say, great, talk to my partner, Steve. Yeah. And, and then he goes in and tries to steal their wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which he's very good at, you know. So uh, it works. It's going to work okay. We're, we're relatively decent human beings, and we want the right thing. We don't want to rip anybody off at all. We want to do good business that you feel comfortable with and that it makes you want to come back and buy that package with that funny guy with a mustache on it. I think people sense that um, genuine desire to, to connect with people and to be, to be a, a decent human being, as you said. Um, I think they sense that from you. And a lot of your fans have been reaching out to you on social media, right? And kind of asking, you know, I'm thinking about 
trying cannabis, incorporating it into my life. What's, what's the advice that you would offer to those people who are turning to you as kind of a, a sounding board? Um, I generally, what I tell them is this, it's kind of like beer and wine. Uh, it's not like hard booze. Uh, it doesn't get you that wacko. Uh, at the same time, people who are really very neurotic or pre-psychotic should not do any drugs, mm-hmm. let alone uh, marijuana or anything harder. They shouldn't be drinking either because it, it, it destabilizes them too much. But for normal people, for the general run of the humanity, it's good stress reduction. It's good for going to sleep. It's good in the evening when you want to lay back and uh, watch a documentary with your wife and and eat some popcorn or something. You know, it's really great for that. It's really good for love. It's uh, what happens to me and my wife is we get mushy. We get we get really stupid mushy, and uh, and we wind up snuggling and talking to each other and hugging and talking about our day and how to deal with life and stuff and. It's, it relaxes us. It gives us uh, pleasure. Uh, I can't swear that it's going to do that for you, but it does for a whole lot of people. Uh, so I can predict that it probably will. Uh, <laughs> I think that it's better for you in terms of stress reduction and sleep. It's better for you than anything that they sell you in the drugstore. Mm-hmm. Hands down, no contest. Way better. Way better. Uh, frankly, you know, uh, I, 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 maybe I'm prejudiced. Maybe it's just because I like it that I think you'll like it. But so far, uh, uh, ask me another question. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, as people are reaching out to you, what are some recurring concerns you're hearing from people? Are, are they telling you that they're hesitant or, or excited? I don't know. Uh, most people are, are not really that hesitant because they've been around, you know, uh, a lot of us. And we've told them, no, it's not very dangerous. No, it's not a gateway drug to heroin. And no, it's not, you know, uh, incipient madness. And, you know, it, it's, uh, it's about like beer and wine. It's a pretty comfortable thing. Uh, those of us that do it, you know, uh, haven't noticed any real, uh, negative effects uh, health wise at all. Now I've been smoking pot. I vaporize it now, but I've been smoking it for more than 50 years. Guaranteed, uh, all the time. Uh, and, um, no adverse health effects, no adverse psychological effects, no, no adverse effects at all that that I'm able to detect, uh, other than we tend to drive slow and eat ice cream. <laughs> yeah, relatable. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what what's kind of surprised you most about cannabis legalization in in the U.S. and the states that are allowing it? You know, I'm surprised that they can tell such bald faced lies and be such you know complete dicks about it. Uh, there are, and it's usually politicians who, you know, at home are absolute scumbags, but under the covers, they're just, you know, when they're alone with their family, they're absolute scumbags or, or absolute Satan worshiping baby eaters. 
<laughs> yeah. terrible, terrible people. But on the in public, the drugs. God doesn't want you to do drugs. I don't want you to do no drugs. Give me your money. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good impression. Yeah, and uh, they are really generally full of crap. Uh, the the people who are against it are generally totally. Uh, even if they're sincere, they're full of crap because they really don't know what they're talking about. They still think that, you know, the federal government still classifies it it's the same as heroin, for God's sakes. Now, today, this actual day is a pretty big day because in the House of Representatives, they passed it. I know. I can't believe that news. We just covered it on the, on the site today. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really big event. It's the first major step in the, the evolution that I described to you happening. Uh, the next thing that has to happen, it has to get through the, the Senate. That's not going to happen as long as McConnell is there. Mm-hmm. McConnell only passes things that pay him money, personally. That's, that's how that works. You, you buy him off, and then you, your bill gets on the Senate. Uh, and uh, until we get rid of him, or we get enough votes to where he is no, no longer controlling what comes up to the Senate, because that's what it is. He's the gatekeeper for what actually can come up to be voted on. Mm-hmm. All these bills that he's sitting on, about 200 of them, including the help for people who are poor and broke and busted and worthless and useless because the COVID has just taken their job and their house and their rent and everything else. Yep. Those help bills, those sitting on, on McConnell's desk. So, so will this one. Mm. McConnell is, uh, is the problem. And if we win in Georgia, both seats, he's no longer in the position he's in. And that makes, then everything starts to change. Once we break that block in the Senate, then everything starts to change. Then we can do this, but much more important things, honey, we can actually address global warming. McConnell doesn't believe in global warming because it doesn't make him any money. Right. Yeah, I do believe in it because I'm smart. (laughs) And I read a book. (laughs) And I understand what's going on and I want us to deal with it. We can't deal with it until we get rid of that guy. He's not going to do it because it doesn't make him any money. Because science is real. Science is real. Thank you very much. And there's the news for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I think there's a lot of, of cool science going into, into cannabis research. It's maybe not as important as, as global warming, but there are a lot of promising things happening around health and wellness. Um, I know you've talked a little bit about using it for pain relief. Is that something that's you know, daily for you or just if, if you're having a maybe a arthritis or flare up for a, a show most people my age have pain mm-hmm. uh chronic pain uh one sort or another their hip or their back or their shoulder or you know one part of their body or another uh, most old people we we live with pain pretty much all the time mm-hmm. uh, marijuana isn't a, a very good painkiller it's a mild mild painkiller mm-hmm. uh the CBD part is a mild painkiller. It does help. That's unequivocal. It does help. It's mild, but it helps. Mm-hmm. It's also a pretty good uh, anti-inflammatory. 
it's it's better at that even than it is at pain. Between the two, though, it does help a lot of people with a lot of medical conditions. Uh, uh, I I know people who smoke it at night because that's what finally relaxes their back muscle and makes it stop hurting so they can go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I know a bunch of people like that. Uh, I think that they're going to find, you know, I wish I could. uh, (laughs) Israel, Israel, uh, early on passed a law so that they could study it. And as a result, a whole lot of the scientific work that's been done on marijuana was done in Israel. And I, I think if we keep checking with them, we're going to find there's more stuff in the CBD than even we thought. There is research now saying that there, it, it may be true that the CBD function in marijuana will reduce, uh, uh, will reduce cancers. Will, will reduce uh, a, a a growth in you uh, and and make it get smaller. If that's possible, boy, do we need that. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't really know. It's a very very complex uh, uh, biochemical thing, and and it, a lot more research has to be done. I will tell you this: there's some big money taking a swing at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the last, in this last year, Molson in Canada gone into the marijuana business. Mm-hmm. Anheuser Busch, hello, yeah, the biggest beer company in the freaking world, went into it this year. Marlboro went into it this year. Right. These people don't go into it if they don't think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. They are the big boys, and they have billions of dollars. Now, I don't like what the effect of big corporate you know, money is going to have on, on this business because their way of doing business isn't my way of doing business. They want to rip you off, and, they'll, and they are generally amoral. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're going to they're gonna do it, uh, and that they are willing to tells me that I'm correct about predicting what's going to happen because uh, they, they think that's what's going to happen too. And believe me, the big companies, when they want it to change, they will arm twist the politicians to change it. And they're not the only ones. The banks really don't like how the situation is because the oh, banks yeah. aren't getting the money. The, all the money's being banked in Canada, honey. That's Canadian banks. That's where it's going uh, because it's not legal in the United States. As soon as we change that federal law, our banks can accept the money and we can use credit cards in all those stores. As it is now, it's a cash business. The reason they've got a guard outside the door because it's a cash-only business. And the reason it's a cash-only business is because it's not legal federally and the banks can't accept the money. They want that business, that money. The banks, they don't like it that that money's going to Canada. They really don't. <laughs> They're going to arm twist in our favor. Yeah, frankly, I'm shocked it's taken this long. I mean, they're seeing these huge amounts of money. I thought that was sort of all it would take. (laughs) I thought that's all it would take, too. But we got, you know, you got to understand where we're coming from. We're coming from guys who are waving their arms in the air and claiming that it's the next thing to the devil. Mm -hmm. It's the devil's weed. Going to make you crazy. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's, it's not. 
Right. You know, they've been doing that so they could control you. They, they, they do that kind of stuff because it, it gives them leverage over you. Uh, I think it's going to change. And I think those facts about the banks and about the big companies going into it give me a very, very good reason to think that it's going to change. I appreciate that you know it plays a role in in wellness and that um, it plays a role in relaxation, but I think musically it plays a, a big role as well, and that's something that you've talked about is using it for songwriting or at least during songwriting. Um, do you think it's sort of about lowering your inhibitions, or does it actually inspire more creativity? I don't know if it inspires more creative creativity, but generally those of us who smoke it, it's a comfort zone for us. Mm. You know? So our natural thing is to pick up a guitar and try to write a song or uh, play music with someone else. Because when you're high, that is a very natural act. The guitar talks to you. It resonates. It sings to you. Uh, the music speaks to you in a way that it's hard for me to describe how much it takes over my entire being, but it works with being high. Being high and playing music works really well. Uh, when I go on stage, I generally wait until afterwards to smoke it hmm. because I try to bring every brain cell that's still holding hands <laughs> <laughs> to the, uh, to the stage with me so that I'm sharp, so that I'm on, on uh, I'm, tuned into the audience. My trick really isn't the singing and the playing. I'm good at both, but I, I'm not the best. There's lots of people better than me. What I'm really good at is making contact with you, mm. reaching, breaking the fourth wall, reaching out to the audience and come along with me. Let me take you on a voyage here. This is a, how about this story? Did you ever hear about the, that's what I like to do. And that works with being high extremely well. Uh, I love a high audience. They are a joy. <laughs> and I, I encourage it. Uh, I, 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 when, I, when I get to the midpoint of a show and I, I'm taking the break, I tell them, go outside and smoke a joint. Come back in. I'll sing you some more songs. <laughs> I love that. I think that I really appreciate that distinction because I do feel that you can kind of, you know, be more at home with your creativity while you're, you're smoking. But you know, I, I follow that same feeling. It's not something that I like to do if I'm, you know, I like all my brain cells firing. If I'm, if I'm working, I like to be right there at work, but you know, to each his own. <laughs> well, and also to each task, it's own thing. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm flying an airplane, I don't want to be stoned. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's that simple. Um, I, I used to have an airplane, and I flew it all the time. And uh, it was a little twin, little beach craft. <coughs> and, uh, and I loved <coughs> I loved it, and I loved flying. I liked being a pilot. I never did it high once, ever. Because um, it's an unforgiving environment, and mm -hmm. uh, it's not out to get you, but it will eat your lunch if you don't pay attention. And so you have to be very much uh, in the here and now, this minute, and paying complete, 100% attention. 
I'm a, I'm a sea captain. I've had a, a ship for, I've had a, a sailboat for 50 years. I sailed it a, across large stretches of the Pacific Ocean uh, and the Caribbean in about half the world. And uh, the same thing, if you are doing the navigating, your crew wants you straight when you're doing it. Mm. And I navigated across 3,000 miles of the Pacific and hit Hawaii square on with a, a sextant and tables, not with, not with the G, a GPS. They didn't have GPS when I did this. Oh, my word. So I, it, at that point, that's not something the pot goes well with. I don't want to be stoned when I'm trying to navigate uh, a sailboat full of other people that I'm responsible for. I'm mm -hmm. captain. I'm responsible for you. You're, you're in my crew. I'm responsible for your life, for taking care of you, for treating it as, as an, uh, a sincere responsibility. That means I don't do the navigation stoned. Uh, that night, when I'm singing this song after we just finished having dinner, I want to be wacko. I want to be <laughs> having a blast. It's, it, it has to do with what you're trying to do with your life. I don't think smoking it when you wake up in the morning, I don't think wake and bake is a good idea at all because it doesn't work for me. It might work for you and it's fine. If it's good for you, then great. I, I know people for, for whom it, it, wake and bake is absolutely the answer, but they're you know, people just one step short of an iron lung. They really need to be at, at ease with their situation. Uh, me, I got shit to do. Mm. I get up in the morning. I don't smoke it. I get I get up and I make myself some breakfast and I make my wife some coffee and I get get going on feeding the dogs, and then I figure out what I got to do for the day. Sometime late in the day, it occurs to me that it might be a good time now to just have a little puff on my on my vaporizer here, my little packs, nice. and uh, and uh, start the day of stress reduction. Uh, it, it works for me. I'm not saying it works for anybody else, but it has worked for me for 50 years, and I like it, and I have no intention of changing it. <laughs> I think you gave us some, some awesome insights today, David. I'm thrilled you could speak with me, and um, before we end, is there anything you'd like our audience to hear from you? Yes. Peace and joy and love don't come in a package. And I can't sell them to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not going to pretend that me having a marijuana brand is going to bring that to you. I, I know other people will, but I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you the truth. I am going to try really hard to have a company that's genuinely selling you something you absolutely want in a clean and good way at a reasonable price and that it's strong and good and that it does what it's supposed to do. That's, that's all I'm up to. And I think it's kind of a fun adventure. I, I, I think it's going to be fun. Well, I'd love to talk to you again in next year and we'll see how it's changed from now to, to then. Want to okay. do that? I would love to do that. <laughs> let's, do, let's do this, have the same conversation a year from now and say, okay, now remember when we said this and look what happened here. Can we do yeah. that? I would love to compare because I do think it's going to be an incredible year. So I, I do too. Let's follow it. Thank you very much. Very intelligent questions. And thank you. I appreciate it. Today's episode of Cannabis and Tech Talks is brought to you by ACS Laboratory, the largest hemp and cannabis testing facility in the southeastern United States. 
providing a nationwide courier service for CBD and hemp samples. From potency testing and terpene profiling to testing for residual solvents and heavy metals, ACS Laboratory offers a wide range of tests from their state-of-the-art 20,000 square foot ISO 17025 accredited laboratory. With 21 Emerald badges, two years in a row, you can have the satisfaction knowing your results will be consistent and accurate. Learn more about ACS Laboratory, go to acslabcannabis.com.